Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we're coming to you live from a couple of places on the internet. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter slash X. Maybe we're coming to you later through Audible. Probably not Audible. I don't think we're an audiobook, so we're not on there. But Spotify or Apple or Amazon or something like that. Hey, maybe you're listening later. That's all good. And we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, Justin is coming to us live from his new streaming setup. He's a Twitch streamer now. I'm a haunted house guy now. I just live in one. <laughs> You're a haunted Twitch streamer. Is that a thing? Exactly. Uh, that's a great idea. You, we Thank just you. made a million dollars. Uh, where I'm having a Halloween party in my basement, and so it's a little bit different down here. Mm. No, it's a it scarier look, basement. That's I gotta say, hard it, to believe it, it doesn't because for anybody who's listening to the podcast, is you've got like this really nice. At least through the camera, like purple light going on. You got like a little bit of an orange oh light on God. your. Oh, 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 there's the there's the there's shears. the creepy clippers. Don't the remember. Creepy don't you forget about old rusty shears over here. <laughs> old rusty shears. That's your porn name, right? Yes. Oh, thank you for giving me the bump. <laughs> no problem. Check him out on OnlyFans. Also, check out Pete on OnlyFans, who actually nope. is on OnlyFans. Pete is on OnlyFans. Well, no, I'm on Lonely Fans. It's yeah. a little bit. It's, <laughs> it's sadder. Fans. It's much sadder. Wait, no, Pete actually is on OnlyFans. Um, I'll yeah, find not him. not actually can, me. We no, gotta no, push no. that. Yeah, you gotta put some stuff up. It's Pete will eat cheesesteaks for Buddy, but it's all private. So it's that right. sounds like something that Pete would definitely do, and not us trying to make Pete mad or do something. <laughs> In that mm-hmm. regard, uh, well, speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, we have two great guests tonight. Is that what you're? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Why don't we bring them in? They are the creators of the Devil Paid Men, which is on its final legs on Kickstarter, and we're gonna try to push it over the edge here. Yeah. We got Eddie Clinker and Jimmy Kutsai. Here Woo-hoo! we go. Hello. Yeah. We're Welcome. in. Welcome, yeah. guys. Hello. What's hey. up? Uh, welcome to the stream. Excited to Thank chat you. with you. You've got this great Kickstarter that's running right now. I do want to point out right at the top here, and I'm going to drop the link for anybody who's watching live. Yes, but you have the Devil Paid Man up on Kickstarter. As I'm looking at it right now, you got 50 hours to go. You're at $2,973 of your $3,500 goal. So close. So, so, wow. so close. We're so close. I'm going to put this here. Let's see if we can get it like a little closer. I don't know if we can yeah. get a whole comic book club bump but we'll see what we do yeah i, mean, uh, I promised these guys pete justin before we'd have one of those thermometer things like oh yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. similar That's to funny. pete's uh similar to pete's only fans how he has <laughs> yeah. the thermometer mm-hmm. yeah pete is yeah. raising yeah, yeah, money yeah. for you don't want to know what he does with that thermometer on <laughs> no. only fans. oh boy it's, yeah That's it's the... called a it, he's on a site called Cockstarter. it's a little different you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna really like <laughs> Well, listen, before we get in and talk about the book, though, I did want to mention that every week on the show, we have, and this is true, a real professional chef, Brett Macris, a.k.a. Stray Bullet, a.k.a. 
Stray Bullies. There you go. Who either curates or creates a drink for us here on the show um, that we can drink. This started during the pandemic, and it's just kind of continued because we like alcohol. He created a drink for your book this week called what? The Devil yeah. Paid Men in Bourbon. Oh, my God. That's uh, so, so cool. Book. It's bourbon, Aperol, Amaro, excuse me, Pechow's bitters, and a cherry garnish. Um, I made it last night. It's a little I made it again till the night. It is delicious. Hey, you're on a bender, right, Alex? Um, <laughs> I made it <laughs> last night bender. into tonight is what I meant. I haven't stopped. Yeah. Um, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. yeah no, that's awesome. Very it's good. That makes total sense. Yeah, uh, it's got to be bourbon. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Listen, so there's your drink. For the show, special created for you by the awesome Straight Bullet. Um, but Thank you, Straight Bullet. That's very yes. good. Let's talk so about much. the book. Let's see if it measures up to this delicious drink. Um, <laughs> wow, Alex. I, I hope so. Pressure there. I'm sorry. Eddie, yeah, do you like want it. to talk I about like it. it? Do you want to talk about Do you want to do the pitch for the book? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're super excited about this. So the title is Devil Paid Men, as we said. Uh, it follows a group of specialized knights who were tasked in their... Um, in their military to be the first people to go in the first into the line of battle first um, and take down the front lines. Uh, and for their greater risk, they were paid double. Um, and this follows a specialized group of those kind of warriors as they have to overcome death and become uh, the bidders of, well, it's in the title, the devil. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're very excited about this. Um, it's a story that is very personal to me. It deals a lot with overcoming fears of death, uh, with redemption. And I was very excited to bring it to Jimmy and Jimmy's style and art and character uh, designs have really just kind of throttled this thing into a world that uh, we can't wait to bring people into. So really, really pumped. Awesome. Where did the idea first come from? I mean, it's interesting to hear you talk about it being personal. Did it start with that fear of death thing and then you kind of expanded it there? Did it start with the double paid men? Yeah, uh, so actually, you know, so it started with the double paid men, which um, I came across at the Chicago Art Museum. They have an arms and armory um, exhibit, oh. and there was a giant two-handed sword, uh, or it was called the two-handed sword. It was huge. It's probably like four feet long, and and on it, it, they had a little description that said, this sword was used by a group of men who were tasked to go first into battle and take down an enemy's like, defenses, and they were paid double, and they got the nickname the Double Paid Men, no. and that thing just, just like became a little bug in my ear. And just like planted into my brain, I couldn't stop thinking about that little thing that I read at the museum. Um, and so started working on some ideas. Uh, and then really when I kind of brought it to Jimmy at C2E2, I think that was last year. Um, yep. Jimmy was like, yeah, I was like, hey, I got some cool ideas with, with Knights. And, and he was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And then finally, I think when I really figured out the the kind of engine to it was when I incorporated a lot of like my own personal fears of death into these characters and how I kind of struggle with that. And they all kind of have a little bit of a different facet of it, like um, acceptance, ignorance, unacceptance. Mm. Um, it, that that was really kind of like that light bulb moment when I had this cool idea and I saw this cool thing at the museum that I wanted to do. And I got Jimmy involved and Jimmy started making these character designs. And then I was working with Frankie White on the script. And that's really when it kind of just like hammered home of like, oh, I want to tell a story about overcoming death and what that means to me. So, yeah. Wow. Awesome. That's so cool. What do you think um, your everyone's rate would be to be first on the front lines in a medieval battle? Are you a double? <laughs> would you try to negotiate up? 
uh, one and a half. Yeah, I think I would be. Yeah, I think I would try to get up there. I think I would be double. I'd be like, hey, I'm not going to last very long. Can we get a little bit? Odds I make it out. Yeah, get see if we can get paycheck. my family a little bit set up when I eventually do not last very long. So, yeah. Uh, Jimmy, what about you? I mean, obviously, Eddie was just talking a little bit about bringing you onto the project, but what drew you to it in particular? And then once you were on board, what was important to you in terms of capturing the look of this world? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> right out the gate, um, I, I, I love night. So that was just that that was kind of the, the hit right there. Um I, I also do a lot of stuff dealing with like the devil and hell and everything else. So I, I'm kind of already into that whole uh, uh realm of design and stuff like that anyway. So um I was already kind of a shoe in as soon as Eddie started talking about it. Um as far as like the designs and stuff go, I really wanted it to feel like I, I didn't want it to be like accurate. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I wanted it to kind of feel like uh, Konami and Capcom meets like Shrek and a Tales Night all mixed together, right? And then I kind of uh, went in with uh, with that in mind, and yeah, uh, that's kind of how the designs came about, the page layouts, uh, yeah, costumes, you know. Yeah, it's a really interesting mix, I think, of these, and I don't know if this is your usual style, but like these very heavy lines, and particularly like the pages we're looking at here, the sample pages, it it feels like everybody's sort of jammed into these boxes in this fun way, like the, the world's a little too close. What is it about that? I can see you nodding. So what is it about that in particular that you find fun or interesting from an artistic perspective? So I, I really have to give a lot of credit to my colorist, Linda Scott Campbell, um, mm-hmm. for allowing me to kind of uh, 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 get these pages chock full of stuff, right? I mean, we're working really close together on this one uh, just to keep everything organized. But I wanted it to kind of feel like, uh, I wanted it to feel like heavy metal. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're listening to a thrash metal band of 1988 and these lines are kind of giving you that vibe, that feeling. Yeah. That, that was the hope. Um, I kind of think of like a page as a song, right? So you can kind of see like the motif repeating within it. So that's kind of like the guitar riff, right? And then I usually have like a panel that I'm like, all right, I'm going to, here's the guitar solo, you know? Um, <laughs> so I try to, I try to incorporate that, uh, into every page of this story. So just because I feel like it's a, it's an exciting story. Um, something about it being in medieval times already makes it a shoe-in for this type of like heavy metal vibe, this heavy ink style that I'm kind of slinging around and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say it feels bleak in a in a great way, and then the faces just pop so hard, which I think is really it's so great. Especially it feels like it's like these men pop because they're willing to sort of risk it all above everyone else. Thank you so much. Well, Eddie, for you then, and you touched on this a little bit, but once you started to see the designs of the characters come in, how much did that affect how you were approaching the story? Oh, a lot. I, I can admit that like when I went to Jimmy and kind of sent him character descriptions, that what, what I was in my head was nothing like this mm-hmm. um, in the best way, uh, because it really kind of built the environment in my head as to like w- what these characters would act like and i love to get into the mind of a character like what what would this character how would this character react to spilling a beer on themselves how would this character react to you know stubbing their toe and that 
was just so informed by the character designs. And then it also heightened maybe some parts of these characters that I already had that I thought like, oh, I love that we have, you know, one of my favorite characters, his name is Niles. And he's kind of like the, he's a, he's a short bruiser, loves to fight, but he's also very sweet and, and kind and has like a very, a very affection for like animals and like helpless people that maybe don't have it. And I just loved the juxtaposition of, of Jimmy's, uh, designed for that guy who just looks like you would never fuck with him in your life for, towards like being like this very sweet and open and kind person. I, I was just like that. I, I, it made it so much more full, fully realized like a 360 degree character, which is really cool. Yeah. Jimmy, did you go to the museum or look at the pieces that Eddie was talking about at all for reference? Not at all. <laughs> I usually, I'm, I will admit I'm definitely uh more of a less is more type mm. of artist mm. so uh yeah no i i kind of started the, the the wheel started spinning once i started hearing the ideas and it's like how am i gonna how am i gonna make this you know what i mean so it's kind of like uh prior um to my designs and everything else and i'm forgive me eddie you've already brought this up but um all of them were supposed to technically have like these two-handed swords and everything else and i i I don't know. I just kind of felt like uh, their personality type and their weapon could kind of go hand in hand, along with like the yeah. shape language of the character. So if you notice, like Niles is mostly circle, or Einar is a triangle, um, uh, Borum is more square, or uh, uh, I guess circle or oval. How, however, you want yeah. to look this at is great. So not only do you learn about history, you also learn about shapes when you're reading. <laughs> yeah, this book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. so cool. Like taking yeah, a class for all ages. Yeah, so I'm gonna yeah. give this one to my kids. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, Eddie, when you when you were in the museum, were you there looking for inspiration? Uh, no. Were you just wandering around? Do you find yourself with, going back? For I was for there more? with my soon to be in laws, um, mm. my now my now uh, parent in laws. Um, we just like you know the in laws coming to town. You got to find something to do with them. <laughs> maybe yeah. some people know. Uh, so we brought them to the museum, and yeah, I remember walking around that and. I was, I felt like after that, I, I took a picture of it and then I just kind of was, was like frazzled brain because I just had a bunch of ideas going through my head or I was like, all right, uh, mom and dad in law, it's time for you guys to go home. I got some things to do. <laughs> Eddie's really into that sword. Yeah. 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 We have we to go. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Hanging out with in-laws, daydreaming about a double handled sword that yeah. can really fuck people up. I can see how you can make that. <laughs> yeah. Luckily we didn't get there. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, I did not go there for inspiration, but I do love to find inspiration like that. That that's always like my favorite thing to do is, Maybe go somewhere being like, oh, I'm not looking for inspiration, but maybe I'll just kind of take a stop and look around and see what does what piques my interest. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's why we go to museums, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, when I went to the podcast museum. That's where I came up with the show. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. You did you, <laughs> the podcast museum. You yeah. Said. Yes. Is that there everyone's were, apartment? Three three dinosaurs uh, with uh, comic books talking on a microphone. Yeah. And I was Just like, little Ooh. raptor hands, one finger raised. Like I actually have an idea. Yeah. A point. You know, which, which city is this one located in? Uh, what apartment <laughs> complex? Yeah. All, all cities everywhere. <laughs> Just look for the white guys. Yep. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> that's the what, that's what Mr. Rogers said, right? <laughs> look for the white guys. Anyway, uh, why don't we talk about you get back to your Kickstarter? Uh, what can people expect? Obviously, they can get a digital version of the comic, I believe a physical version of the comic as yeah. well. What else potentially could people be getting if they pledge? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want to go ahead, Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're also offering remarks. So I'll draw up a little uh, one of one of the four characters on the cover. And uh, I don't know. I'm really excited about it because I'm getting new markers and I, I get to actually really experiment. So it's, it's uh, I think it's definitely worth picking up just for, for that alone because I, I intend on doing it. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that one I'm, I'm excited for. Uh, Jimmy does just great little sketches on the cover that, you know, is just a very small increase from what the physical tier is. It's just like $6 more and Jimmy's going to do a customized little remark on there. Um, another one we're really excited about that we launched just, I believe, last week that is only going to be Kickstarter exclusive is our Maria Wolf uh, mm -hmm. variant cover. Um, it is Kickstarter only. You'll only be able to get it there. Uh, it looks badass. We just got the colors from Linda today on it. If you, if you check out the the campaign, it, it's in there. So, um, yeah. And then also, I do want to shout out that we have a crazy deal going on uh, for a, a six by nine commission from Jimmy. Uh, it's less than what he would charge at a con, and you get the physical copy of Ooh, the book. Wow. Um, nice. So yeah. And if and there's a little example in there, but if you go to Jimmy's Instagram, you'd be like, oh yeah, I think I need one of these. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool. Uh, well, listen, guys, congratulations so far. Yeah. Fingers crossed. You got the last couple of hours here. I really do hope you pull it out. Thank, because you. It's Thank an awesome you. Yeah. Project. Thank you guys uh, for having us on. This has been great. Yeah, absolutely. No worries. absolutely. Good yeah. luck. Good luck out there. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on again for Devil Paid Man number two. Whenever yeah. Why not? Yeah. Right? All right. Thanks, the museum. guys. Thank you. Take <laughs> podcasting yeah. museum. All right. Bye, guys. See ya. All right. Uh, once again, the project is called The Devil Paid Men. It is on Kickstarter now. Yeah, it looks for, amazing. Let me see if they time changed. Nope, still 50 hours. So if you're listening to this when this goes up, you still have time. It's all good. Go pledge it. Go support Get them it. because they're very, very close. Uh, and it is a great project. Yes. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. And folks, we are going to move on with our next section, which is my favorite section because you all make it up. It is your audience question. Woo! Yeah. And for you is drop a question in the comments over on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Before we do that, while people are getting their questions in, I think I know what both Justin and I are drinking, which is the devil paid men bourbon. The devil made me do it. Yes. Oh, boy. Very good drink. from Very Simo. good. I mean, this is something I would just uh, haphazardly mm -hmm. pour. And oh, really? Yeah, this is like straight up my alley. Yeah, it's really good. Like the Aperol, rather than having, say, a Campari or something, really kind of mellows it out a little bit, I'd say. Yeah, it's very chill. Yeah. Uh, do you, speaking of very chill, do you think this uh, lighting really changes my vibe? Uh, okay. I, I do. Mean, Again, I know you keep... from a sketchy basement. You know what I mean? It's, I'm telling you, I, I have the opposite reaction from Pete. 
that I probably looks spooky to you where you are. For me, it legitimately looks like one of those Twitch streamer backgrounds that are always yeah. purple. Like you got to get a gaming chair. You're playing Spider-Man oh, 2 this should. weekend and they can follow I along. get a game chair. Yeah. I come I down to the basement and just... Because, do you guys hear me creaking? I worry about this all the time. Nah, now, oh, now a little bit now that you have this. I'm doing it. I'm creaking pretty hard here. But. For many years, I sat on the cooler when we've been doing this show. And now oh, I've wow. got a chair. I really yeah. upgraded. So Damn. before we get to questions for the audience, Ooh. though... Wait, Pete, you... what are you drinking? Did you say? Oh, yeah. Pete, what? I, uh, it's the last one of my uh, Stay Golden Pony Boy... Uh, lager so uh join the tall boy yeah nice so we had a question that was asked in our patreon slack actually mm. for justin the pete jt I, is the jt says pete wow, and i personally. ended up taping the loki podcast for marvel vision this week mm -hmm. i was gonna say solo but duo i guess is the way we did it and we went in pretty hard on jonathan major's performance as victor yeah. timely in the episode positively no <laughs> very <laughs> no, negatively I, I listened to the episode oh, okay. i heard oh you did oh, yeah oh, uh, of course i always and i just say what i would say in my out loud i try to interrupt you it doesn't yeah. work when we're not recording yeah. much Such less effective uh so the question was we were really going in on jonathan major's acting in particular in the episode and his acting choices but the question was, Justin, as a classically trained actor, what you thought about his choices, how he arrived at them. A little more than anybody who's listening, probably going to talk about spoilers for Loki episode three. But Justin, what was your take on this? Well, and I won't get into too many spoilers. We know that Jonathan Majors is in this show and he is playing a character uh, very much like Kang or a variant of Kang. And I, from an acting perspective, if I had to sort of diagnose what happened here, uh, he was the breakout star at the end of last season like was like huge big oh you can do anything this character is going to be everything in the mcu so i feel like coming into season two they were like go ahead do whatever you want and so he's mm -hmm. what is in the theater called chewing up the scenery he's taking way too long and it it seems like they never were like all right that's no faster or like he was mm -hmm. it feels a little under directed and like sort of letting him go and like it worked last time let's let him make whatever choice he wants to make from a directing perspective from a, his personal choice as an actor perspective i'm sure like he's already played kang what three major roles and many many more in the background of um, the post credit scene i'm sure he's like how can i make this one a little different and anticipating what the kang that is going to be actually the more main character is going to be less odd or have a more a speaking cadence that we would expect and can hear as a villain for an entire very long movie so i feel like he's like how can i make this one make a choice that will be very different and a choice that i don't mind not returning to mm -hmm. because i think it's fair to say despite the fact that marvel made the choice to introduce their major movie villain in a tv show which I feel like is increasingly going to be identified as whoops, a mistake, both from a pure creative point of view and also because of all of the controversy surrounding Jonathan Majors, which we're obviously not commenting on right here, but is very much a factor in my viewing of Loki and the future of this whole enterprise. So uh, I think, I think they're just, he, he's trying to make choices. They're making fewer choices from a directing point of view. And that ends up with this very strange performance that, you know, it 
in a very tough episode to watch a, an episode. He was still sort of the person I was like looking to a lot because everything else was straight up gobbledygook. Uh, but it was still very odd. Yeah. I, yeah. And just to kind of like a uh, shout out to garbage shoot droids here. Yeah. The dramatic pausing and the kind of like is drawn out stuttering was just it was it was driving you crazy it was it was such did a, you add a dramatic pause there on purpose to show <laughs> yeah. that it is yeah. difficult All right. yeah. very nice i the only thing i wanted to add on which i think i touched on on the podcast a little bit is i think he just overthought it you know he was it's very clear that it was written as a con man for the episode and supposed to be like a fast talking smooth guy, con man on stage, big showman, Hugh Jackman of the Grody Showman type thing, or like music man type thing. Stop like saying something man. Uh, or man Hugh man. Jackman, Hugh Jackman, Jack music man. <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackman got bit by a radioactive jack and that's how he became sorry, Hugh are you Jack saying man. Hugh Hugh Jackman or Hugh Ackman? Huge Ackman is what I was saying. Yes. Anyway, that's what it was supposed to be. And instead, I'm sure he was like, what if instead of that, I did this thing that I did, which is the opposite of that. And like you're saying, because the direction wasn't strong enough or Kevin Feige was going to bat for him or whatever, they just let him do it. And it stinks. Well, and I wonder what the writer's intention was there, if it was like a fast talking con man, which is, you know, sort of a cliche. Maybe yeah. that's I don't know if I would prefer that choice because that would feel a little like, OK, I see. I have seen Here, before, here's. So. Yes, I agree with you that it would have been a cliche choice, but at the same time, it would have been more fun to watch. It would have been faster. And I definitely said this on the podcast, but it would have made a lot more sense for the Loki show where Loki is grappling with. Am I a con man? Yeah. Still. I, mean, I agree. Like, if anything, whether he was fast talking or not, I would have liked to see him with more charm and more theatricality or, mm-hmm. or something that felt like there's a reason this entire town is throwing. I mean, he gets paid a grand for nothing. <laughs> I would be like, I would be a little more charming. Rather than yeah. Like, he gets paid a grand for nothing. And Loki the entire time is like, he's terrifying. And watching this, I was like, no, he's not. What are you talking about? He's a doof. Come Plus on, a thousand dollars in eighteen ninety three. That's Come cash, on. guy. That was oh like all gosh. the money. That's yeah. every dollar they had <laughs> in the whole country. Well, anyway, that was bad. Is I guess the point. Why don't we move on to another one? This is from Omnia Soul Art Show. If any of you could write a Punisher series, what would be the cliffhanger in the uh, first issue? Ooh, easy answer. I know, Pete. I'm going to give you a minute to think. Uh, because I'm oh, sure okay. you have a, a big answer coming. But I mean, just Dawkins claws going into him would have mm-hmm. to be like the cliffhanger and like a couple people waiting with needle and thread to sew him back together. It's got to be where I would be. Wow. I mean, again, just to give you a I, You know, I got so excited about the opportunity of this question. And then Justin was like, hold on, Pete, before you enjoy yourself, let well, me ruin this whole experience for you first. I didn't want to go after you and ruin after you know i don't want to retroact now you get the chance to shine as all right yeah go ahead pete and then i'll say mine okay well (laughs) i i was thinking a a couple of things uh one would be that you know maybe he's kind of like cornered in a shootout and he's out of bullets 
and uh, you know they're like getting closer to them as uh, as the first issue ends you know what i mean something like that or uh you know uh i think a nice cliffhanger is always like oh like what's gonna happen better tune in next issue you know what i mean one of those mm -hmm. types of things oh uh, yeah I would say if it's something like it, I was kind of thinking Spider-Man, but really it could be any hero. The cliffhanger at the end of the issue is like great adventure. We just went on Frank. Hey, would you like to come to this picnic with me? Oh, and then like, what is he going to do? You know, because like a picnic normally is a lovely time. His friend has asked him, but at the same time, he yeah. has some trauma with picnics that I think we all know about. Uh, yeah, we do all know. Down about, a, so it's hard to turn it down a picnic. Yeah, yeah. Really I love is. at the end of comics when all the heroes are like, "Hey, man, great hanging out with you. Call me. Let's." Have, I, I wish more <laughs> comics had a little, end, like how we end our conversations. With yeah, but you know what the problem them. is? Like when Spider Man's like, "Hey, man, we should hang out." Punisher's like, "Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll totally do that one no, time. We'll totally. We'll, do that, yeah, we'll yeah. text. We'll hang text. out by the we'll phone. Be calling soon. Yeah." And then they never do. Is the problem? And then later on, they're like, "Oh my god, we keep saying this." Honestly, I feel like Frank's so angry because he isn't being texted. He's like mm -hmm. sending out like, "Hey guys, I thought <laughs> we were gonna around. go to Dave and Buster's." Yeah. And I got, I got uh, five tickets for the Eras tour, and none of you showed up. Uh, I love. I'm a Swifty. Anybody else? <laughs> That's Frank Castle. And Carver, I guess the two, Carver the two other boyfriend. <laughs> the two other cliffhangers I would be, I would think would make total sense is mm -hmm. Frank mm -hmm. forgets to put on clothes and instead of his wearing all, all guns, all guns. He's like, oh, whoops, yeah. whoops, uh -huh. all guns. Yeah. Uh, or all guns. he shows up for a, a gunfight and he's only has bananas. Oh, I thought man. you were going to say knives because that was I, a fun joke. I know, but see, that's, that's, you know, I went the other way. Right. You just you just pulled a Jonathan Majors overthinking. Not that something. Joke. Not something <laughs> that I want to say. I don't want to hear. <laughs> don't say the, the phrase pulling a Jonathan Majors is not a. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This is from Edward Doherty. Question. Remember when Wizard Magazine was the only source of news about oh, comics? Which so announcement funny. or breaking news made by them got you most excited? Great I will throw question. out there. I Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on who it was, but somebody posted a quiz from like 2004 from Wizard Magazine to the Patreon Slack, and I was like, this is, this is great. What a time capsule. Here, uh, I'm going to open I it up. While you're well, there. what was great about it was you actually got comic book news. That was the whole thing. It was like a great way to get excited about like what was going to happen to Wolverine coming up and all this kind of like stuff. It was less kind of pop culture stuff and it really was just based on things that were happening in the comic books which is great yeah oh wait okay i found it it was rob pettinato dropped it um i'll tell you what why don't you guys answer but should we do this quiz yeah let's since go we have a little time uh well i'll just answer really quickly i was just going through my comics to clean up them out of the basement because mm -hmm. of this aforementioned halloween party i found a bunch of old wizards i was looking through them what a wild time. Really oh. well put together magazine, just from a, a layout and art direction way. Really yeah. great. And I the love article flipping through those things. Me too. What a great and it's crazy the idea that I would go to the comic book store and buy like four comics in a wizard when I could have just bought a fifth comic. That's crazy. <laughs> it's yeah. nonsense. But that was the whole uh, thing. It would never work now. Uh, remember it was uh, Laura, I'm blanking on so many things tonight, but Laura and Tim did that magazine which was not wizard. Yeah. It was like the anti-wizard, which was also yeah. really good. Um, I miss that. I wish there was any sort of market for a comic book magazine because uh, 
It's great. Yeah. The feature I remember the most was when they explained how the X different X-Men's powers would actually work in the real world. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing that's maybe soured it a little bit is I've met people and worked with people who used to work at Wizard, and they were like, that was a nightmare. <laughs> that yeah. was an absolute Anyone nightmare. I know who worked at Wizard is like, that was literally hell. I yeah. couldn't be less happy at a job. I was like, really? Uh, well, that said, since Rob Pettinato posted this Wizard, uh, the eighth annual Wizard Fan Awards from 2001. Should we do this? Should we talk about this? Yeah, we can argue one. about this. I think this will be, I think Pablo wants to take the, uh, the quiz. All right, here we go. Favorite writer, Brian Michael Bendis, Paul Jenkins, Grant Morrison, Kevin Smith, J. Michael Straczynski, or write it. Wow. Wow. Paul Jenkins. Yeah. Deep up. And that's for Wolverine Origin and Universe, which I, for the life of me, cannot remember. I uh, don't remember that. I mean, I would say Bendis, but that feels a little maybe even early in Bendis's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bendis's yeah, ride. Yeah, I think I'm, like Grant. I'm write in. I think Grant. I would say yeah. Grant's got it. I would write in all of the above. Oh, Wait, are we just right. taking it and putting our personal preference, or is there a correct answer? Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, it's voting, and the voting is due oh, by voting. March first, two thousand two. So we got right, we got time. It. We got time. No, no, no. It says on the bottom here. Step on it. Deadline is March first, two thousand two. Okay. Favorite penciler: Adam Kubert, Andy Kubert, brother against brother. Wow. Ed McGinnis, Frank Quitely, or Tim Sale. Oh and my there's, God! How... There's right in for all of these, by the way. So I'll stop saying that. I mean, Tim Sale. I mean, that was Tim Sale's time. Yeah, Tim Sale and Frank Quitely. Like, Frank Quitely uh, continued on, but this was like Tim Sale's heyday. But mm-hmm. Tim Sale, they put down Daredevil Yellow, which is like maybe not the best. Tail, of the color tailing books. off. Still, his, his art's still Still excellent. great, oh, though. The story right. of that is not the best. But I'm yeah, going to say, like, unbelievable on that. the, the stuff fuck? they list there, I'm sorry, I can read this stuff off if it's going to make it easier. But Andy Kubert, they list Wolverine Origin. Yeah, that was And great. Frank Quitely is New X Men. And those. Yeah. I don't That's know. I'd saying. go Frank Quitely over there. Especially with Grant on there. Like, Grant's new x-men was that was like mind-blowing them i feel like yeah. everyone has used their style since then but that was such a, a vibe and same with quietly's art on that this is an interesting one favorite breakout talent talent caldwell phil Jimenez, jeff johns wow. this is by the way jeff johns they list jsa so this is like the beginning of his career fresh yeah. greg fresh. land or peter milligan Ooh, peter wow. milligan Greg Land oh, probably not going to get that hit. Um, I mean, I'm, I don't know what to say. That's a that's a hard question. I guess it would have to be Jeff Johns. Yeah, I think it's between Jeff and Phil Jimenez for me. But yeah, Jimenez Jeff great. Jeff's JSA, particularly when he took it solo off of James Robinson, so good. Yeah, favorite inker: Danny Mickey, Mark Morales, Jimmy Pamiotti, Art Ooh. Thibert, or Tim Towsend. Oh, wow. uh, can you get, list Thousands the projects? Yeah, right. sure. So Danny Mickey is Ghost Rider. Mark Morales is Uncanny X-Men. Jimmy Pamiotti is Fury. Art Thibert is oh, Ultimate Fury. Spider-Man. And Tim Townsend is New X-Men. Yeah. Oof. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Jimmy. We like Jimmy. Jimmy's great. We do like Jimmy. Tells yeah. all of yeah. the story, that guy. Yes, he does. Oh, my gosh. There's so many of these. Cut, cut me off if you want to stop at any point or I can... Skip them, but favorite painter Dave Johnson, Joe Jusco, Joseph Michael Linsner, David Mack, or Alex Ross. 
Oh wow! wow. Well, I Ross would give it up to Ma- most famous, but David Mack, yeah. I would give it up from David Mack, Joe yeah. Jesco. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, Dave Johnson is for a hundred bullets, which is yes, yeah. dude. That was so great. good. And Alex Ross, of course, but David Mack for Daredevil is what they list. Like, can't beat that. That is an epic run. Yeah, that is favorite colorist Laura DePew for Jason Bruce, Richard Eisenhoff for Wolverine Origin, Dan Kemp and Avalon for Amazing Spider Man, Liquid Graphics for Uncanny X Men, and Jonathan D. Smith for Tomb Raider and Universe. Uh, I'd say Richard Eisenhoff personally. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. Favorite letterer Chris Eliopoulos. Todd Klein, Dave Lanfear, Ken Lopez, Richard Starkings, and Comic Craft. Oh, wow. Wow, Comic Craft's been really rocketing. Yeah. All those I, folks are still working. I love Chris Eliopoulos just as a person, whatever, but I feel like yeah. Richard Char- Starkings and Comic Craft at the time, that was the one where I was like, oh, they're lettering this. Yeah. I know what yeah. that means. Uh, favorite editor. Axel Alonso for the Spider-Man books. Eddie Berganza for the Superman books. Absolutely not. He was excommunicated for abusing people. Uh, Renee Gerlings for Witchblade. Stuart Moore for the Marvel Knights books. And Bob Shrek for Batman books. And he's related to Shrek, so that's pretty cool. So that's pretty huge. Um, I don't know. Marvel Knights... Marvel Knights was great. I love Marvel Knights. That's a a good... I would shout there. And Stuart Moore, good guy. Let's give it to him. Favorite hero? Daredevil, Green Arrow, Punisher, Spider-Man, or Superman? Punisher. What era is Green Arrow on the favorite hero list? This This is is from Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith's run, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, which is interesting. It's artistically referenced in this week's Green Arrow. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. So shouts to that. But I think Spider-Man is the ultimate Spider-Man era. That's what they list. And I, I feel like you got to give it to that. Or maybe Daredevil. I don't know. No, I'm torn. sure all day. I would say Daredevil. This Dare, this Daredevil era was, with David Mack doing the art, was the best. Yeah. Just That's Echo, they, introduction of Echo. That oh, storyline yeah, is so good. Well, that was cool. Favorite heroine, Batgirl, Elektra, Frey, Arwen, which is from Sojourn. These guys love Sojourn. Wow. <laughs> Witchblade. Gotta go with Electra. Wow. Batgirl, he said? I'm, I'm mm-hmm. there with Batgirl. I, I'm going to throw it out to Witchblade, I think, just because that to me feels You've like been a secret <laughs> Witchblade fan. <laughs> I am a secret Witchblade fan, but also, like, if we're going to talk the 2000s, it's pink Witchblade. Yeah. What, what do you love about <laughs> Witchblade? You just love well, she's like got a we, she's got a witch blade. That's one thing about her that I think is pretty good. Yep. Okay. Well, we got a lot more of these. Let's get through them. Favorite villain: Cassandra Nova, Lex Luthor, Magneto, Manchester Black, or Morland. <laughs> Morland absolute bottom Moreland? for me. I cannot. Stand you Moreland. you hate Morland. Can't. That was a, vi- a very much a time for Spider-Man that he was dealing with Moreland. I mean, Cassandra Nova was definitely mm-hmm. the most exciting villain on that list. Okay. Yes. That's one that I felt like that character is never going to come back. And then she did. And it was kind of yeah. great. So, yeah, I- I'd give it up for her, too. Uh, it's surprising they don't list Magneto for new X-Men. I wonder if the Zorn it, reveal hadn't happened yet. Is it Greg Pox Magneto uh, when he did his... Uh, no, it's Ultimate X-Men Magneto. Uh, 
Favorite supporting character, Dina Pilgrim from Powers, Donna Troy from Wonder Woman, Dupe from X-Force, Ezekiel. Stop the list right there. You said it. I agree. Wait, hold on. Mary Jane Watson from Ultimate Spider-Man. Dupe. Mary Jane. Dupe. Dupe's a fake. Dupe's a fad. Get out of here, Dupe. You didn't do shit. Boom. Dupe is a a rehash slimer. (laughs) Dupe's a rehash slimer, and you know it. And he, you couldn't, you you didn't do much. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Favorite ongoing series: GI Joe, Green Arrow, New X Men, Ultimate Spider Man, or Ultimate X Men? GI Joe. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) In two thousand one, I don't know. New X Men. I know we've been. Yeah, New X Men. New yeah. X-Men, I feel like you could trace a line between the New X-Men uh, era and the Hickman Crickle era. Absolutely. So, favorite one-shot or miniseries? Daredevil, Yellow, Fathom, Killian's Tide, Just a Pilgrim, Just Imagine Stan Lee, or Wolverine Origin? Wolverine I'm going to say of those, personally, Wolverine Origin. What do you guys think? I mean, I don't really... Daredevil I think I'm gonna have to go awesome. Daredevil Yellow. Yeah. Like mm, okay. Wolverine Origin was fine, but that was yeah. more about the the fact of it as opposed to the series. I thought was sort of a wander. Mm-hmm. And Daredevil Yellow wasn't the best of the Loeb Sale collaborations, but it was still cool. I think. Favorite publisher. We're getting towards the end here. We just have four more. Favorite publisher: Cross Gen Comics, Dark Horse Comics, DC Comics, Marvel Comics, or Top Cow Productions. Oh wow! Wow, no straight image on there. That's yeah. interesting. Wizard Magazine. What are we? What are we doing? Gotta say, Marvel or DC, right? Yeah, I think this was a Marvel time right now. I don't know. Dark Horse must have been doing some. Dark time. Horse is great. I, I did a I lot like of Dark Horse. Stuff. I think just based on the rest of this poll, I'm gonna go with Marvel though. But favorite yeah. comic merchandise: Bet Batman Vengeance. From Ubisoft, Hellboy Notter from Hourglass Studios, Juggernaut Mini Bust from Bowen Design, Optimus Prime Mini Bust from Hard Hero Enterprises, or Spider Man 2 Enter Electro from Activision. We're in too deep here. Bro. I'm going to say Optimus none of these. Prime. Absolutely none of these. <laughs> yeah. Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime Mini Bust. All right. Fair enough. Favorite comic TV or movie project? Oh my God. Blade. This is going to be but Blades on there. What a dark time we're in. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. (laughs) (laughs) Justice League, which I guess is the cartoon, probably? Yeah, it has to be. Okay, Smallville, Witchblade, or X-Men Evolution? Justice League. Justice League, yeah. Justice League. No, No contest. And here we go. Last one. Comics Greatest Moment of 2001. I'm sorry. Wolverine waxes Magneto from Ultimate X-Men number six. Waxes means kill, or is that like a hair thing? I'm not 100% sure. Wolverine pops claws for the first time in Wolverine Origin number two. Superman defeats the elite from Action Comics number 775. (laughs) Peter Parker reveals he's Spider-Man to Mary Jane in Ultimate Spider-Man 13. And Professor X shoots Cassandra Nova in New X-Men 115. Hoo-wee! That's an easy one. I'm sorry. Peter Parker reveals his spirit. Yeah, to Mary Jane. No, that issue with it's just Peter and Mary Jane 
sitting there and talking in his bedroom about him being Spider-Man is iconic. That was like, they had been playing for the trade. This is one that was played for the yeah. issue. It was Brian Mangle Bendis doing what he does best, which is dialogue. Conversation. Fantastic. Great issue. Great issue. Agree. That's the pick. I would also give a shout out to Professor X shooting Cassandra Nova, which I was like, when that happened, I was like, yo, this guy. <laughs> Professor oh, X. All right. Huge. It's very funny that I, I feel like you started to hate Cyclops over the years. And now that's spread to Professor X, and now you hate them both, and they're in the same weird bucket for you? Yep. Hilarious. You hate leadership. <laughs> uh, well, listen, that was very fun. Thank you, Robert Petnato, for dropping that in the Slack. Yeah. And that is it. There's no more room for quizzes on We should show. just do more quizzes, I feel like. We, we should, should do, do more, more quizzes. quizzes. I guess we can move on then with our trivia section. This is the part we get trivia. back to the lovely oh, yeah. audience. It's an opportunity to win $25 free to Midtown Comics Online or Long John Silver's for some reason. Uh, we just need a brave volunteer, a first hand up, a uh, uh, straight bullets. If you want to just do regular trivia, we don't have any secret quizzes, but we do. Uh, have we got regulation. we got Pablo. Oh, I turned that off too quick. Sorry about that. That's right. uh, yeah, we got uh, Stray Bullet says I want to take the secret quiz quiz. Oh, Mr. Coach Walker on Mr. Tri- Coach Walker on Twitch. Yeah, let's bring in. Let's have Mr. Coach get it going. Yeah, this is new blood. New blood. All right, Mr. Coach Walker, you got it. Mr. Here, I'm going to type this in. Uh, Mr. Coach Walker. All right. Mr. Coach Walker says it's lonely over here on Twitch. It is. It's uh, lonely on. Uh, it's only on Twitch. Just drop your answers in. That's why the, I'm going with more of a Twitch vibe here. I'm trying to hype our Twitch. Purple, nice. purple all day. That. Yeah, and after this, you're playing Minecraft for six hours, right? That's right. That's right. All right, today's trivia is on some fun comic book facts and a small nod to the legend Suzanne Summers. R.I.P. to the thigh master herself. Here we go. Listen to all three options before making your selection. All right, here we go. Question number one. Matter Eater Lad is from the planet blank. Is it Ooh. A, Pepto, B, Bismol, or C, John Waters? Wow. So is it A, don't pick it, or is it B? Well, let's see what he says. That's a, that's a fun just Yeah, that's good. So you're not joke. doing news anymore because of comic book club news? He says yeah, B. you do news every day uh, 18 times a day. So there, you take all the news. So You can no, also do the news. It's all part of the every same. Every time I try to do that, you have some fucking piffy comment he, about how you covered it. You know, do you think at the before. New York Times, they're all like, oh, I was going to do a story about that. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what they do in the newsroom. No. They fight. I've worked in newsrooms no. before, bro. No. Don't come the at person- me. Don't no, I'm doing... using it as a chance to plug this daily podcast that is draining every, every last bit of energy out of me. Exactly. He's so dying. Please help me out of Pete, The guy doing the crossword doesn't have to check with the guy writing the story about Ukraine if he could throw a Ukraine question into the crossword. That's true. He doesn't. But... Mr. Coach Walker says B. Is it B? Yeah, it is. All right. All right. In DuckTales, what is the name of the gang who is always trying to rob Scrooge McDuck? Is it oh, A, boy. the Beagle Boys, 
B, Dirty Mike and the Boys, or is it C, Sam Watterson? Mm. Crash and the Boys. Crash and the Boys. Great chance to plug, while we're waiting for Mr. Coach Walker, our Scott Pilgrim versus the podcast. We have talked through every volume of Scott Pilgrim. We got the movie recap. Talked for like an hour on that. That's coming up this week. Uh, And we're going to be talking about the video game. I started playing that as well. I've been playing the shit out of it. And I'll tell you what, it does get hard. It does get quite hard. I'm on... (laughs) I'm only on level two, and it already got oh. hard. <laughs> I'm on level four on the fourth Evil X, and it is getting tricky. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, Beagle Boys, is Beagle that correct? Boys. Yes, Beagle Boys. Correct. There we go. go. Last one. Deadshot's first appearance is in which comic? Is it A, Batman number 59, B, Villains, A Tragic Tale number 42, or C, Ricky Lake? Ooh, wow. Good question. A lot of interesting... Hey, speaking of Ricky Lake, that's a great chance to plug Comic Book Club News, our daily podcast. <laughs> Alex, I listen every day. It's a oh, lovely thanks. way to kick my runoff. Thank oh, you wow. very much. I appreciate that. Uh, it's very fun to do. Batman? Is that the That answer? is correct, yeah! Wow! Yeah. There we go. Well, congratulations, Mr. Coach Walker. You've won a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics, probably. If you want it somewhere else, just let us know. Shoot us an email, and we will get it off to you. What is the secret Suzanne Summers movie that you're hinting at, Pete? I'm talking about the 1994 movie Serial Mom. Mm, wow. I remember right. that. What a, what a throwback episode we've had here. Tell you what, let's throw it forward two comics that are coming out this week there are so many of them oh yeah so many that are worth talking about pete what are you excited about that's coming out either today from dc comics or tomorrow from literally everybody else well i'll do a little both uh that came out today batman catwoman the gotham war red hood number two Mm -hmm. uh i am loving this gotham war uh event really a lot of fun and then uh, Petrol Head number one, I'm mm-hmm. also really looking forward to. Yes. And just mention uh, Petrol Head is something that's coming out later on. I but it will be in the stack tomorrow. It will be in the stack tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. So there you go. There you go. Justin, what about you? What are you looking forward to that's coming out this week? That's coming out this week? Uh, that's a great question because there are some other comics I'm looking forward to that are coming out in the future. Yeah. One of them is Which... between the beneath the trees where nobody sees number two. Oh, oh man, oh, that dude. is a banger! Yeah, that's a banger. <laughs> but right that's not yourself. coming out tomorrow. So why are Alex? Why are we talking about this? Right yeah, now? Alex, we're talking about some advanced comics. We get some comics in advance, and it seems confusing. Alex liked about them. Um, I got to give it up to a book I talk about a lot: the Lonesome Hunters. The arc right now is called The Wolf Child Number Four, mm. uh, bringing this arc to a close, I believe. And man, it's just a great book. If you're a fan of Hellboy, I would definitely get into that and i do have another one it's just hard to look through the list because there's so many comics on it i'm sorry no i love that sorry you fucking ass bag i have i literally love it no i love it oh oh that's another future one but crave number one from (laughs) uh i got a couple of ones that i was particularly interested to check out this week universal monsters dracula number one from the team behind department of truth 
very curious about that one. Also, there's two Wonder Woman titles, which is interesting. They're expanding that pretty rapidly. You got Wonder Woman number two, but also Amazon's Attack. Yeah. Um, and a stealth one that I'll throw it out to is Hollow's Eve, the big night number one. Agree. We Agree. really liked Hollow's Eve. I was yeah. so surprised by it. And so when I saw this pop up, I was like, great. This is something that I didn't think I would like at all. Bring on more. Very happy about it. So there you go. Lots of stuff. As we've been talking about, I think we have 49 titles we're going to be talking about in this week's stack, which posts Wednesday at 9 a.m. in the stack feed of the comic. Hold on. We haven't recorded it yet. We'll see if it actually. Let's see if it comes through. There's a high chance. (laughs) Someone might die by the time it comes out because it's so long. Potentially. I I don't want to point to any figures, but I have an idea of one person who might die. <laughs> We're all we pointing go. at each other, if by the way. Yes, we are. It's totally unclear. Little, Why don't we wrap Mexican up here thing. then? That's it for this week's show. We want to thank Eddie Clinker and Jimmy uh Kutsai for coming yes. on the show. Please do support to Devil Paid really Men. Fun. They're so close right now. So if you can kick them a couple of bucks, anything helps. Next week. No show. We're not going to do any show. It's Halloween night. It's Halloween. It's yeah, Halloween. Candy, We're going man. trick-or-treating together. We're all dressing up as Lock, Get Shock, and Barrel from Nightmare Before Christmas. I'll let you guess which one is which. But we will be back on November 7th with Emmett Nahel from Let Me Out and Jonathan Bayless from So Buttons. So yeah. A couple of things to plug. We also already mentioned Scott Pilgrim versus the podcast. We'll have our movie episode is coming out this week. Comic Book Club News that's coming out daily. Marvel Vision, we are recapping Loki. Also, I'll mention the Doom Room. Our Doom Patrol podcast is back and recapping that. So check that out. Patreon.com slash comic book club to support this show and all the shows we do. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Android, Spotify, or the app of your choice at Comic Book Live on Twitter slash X. Comic Book Club Live on Instagram and TikTok. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, we'll see you at the Comic Book Club. Yes. Woo-hoo. Yes.